Ice hockey, the coolest sport on the planet. The speed, the toughness, the excitement, and the fights. This is Eye of the Manchester Storm. If it's the Manchester Storm, we're talking about it. You'll get the updated news with fans about player signings and departures, club news, match reports, and all the other news from around the Elite League. This is Eye of the Manchester Storm. Now your host, Greg. Hello everyone, it's uh, I of the Manchester Storm and I'm, I'm back again with another interview and this time we're talking to, to CJ Garcia. Uh, CJ, thank you so much for taking the time out to, to come and speak with us. Yeah, no problem. Uh, I love getting to know the fans and you know I'm excited, as I said, excited, excited to uh, get down there in September. Definitely. Um, I mean, I was kind of looking at your, your history and, and sort of your hockey career. You quite literally played all over the world. Um, what's drawn you to the elite league? Um, I think uh, definitely the English aspect for sure has uh, drawn me to this league. And I've also, I have uh, some uh, some family members that live within the country as well. So that also, also drew me there too, because, uh, you know, playing in front of family or, you know, even closer to Canada is uh, is a lot easier and better to uh, to do and to play in front of and to, you know, interact with the fans and do a lot of things. There's so much more you can do when you're uh, in a place where you can speak the language as well. So definitely. Um, has that been a challenge the last couple of years then sort of playing in, in France and, and Romania? Um, definitely Romania and France. I can, uh, I can speak French, uh, a lot better now than I was before yeah. because I had to, <laughs> but, um, yeah, no, definitely in, in Romania it was definitely, or Hungarian. It's just definitely a hard language to, uh, comprehend and listen to. So, you know, just hearing like the English is just, uh, it's like music to my ears. It's pretty nice. <laughs> I bet, I bet. Um, I mean, you were meant to come to us um a little while ago. Um, what? Why now? Kind of, what's what's aligned that's meant now's the right time? Um, just honestly, it's just uh like timing, really. You know, I think I was I was probably chasing something uh that really wasn't there, and um, you know, this year it seemed like the the best option for me and best fit for me as a player and. As a person, you know, I'm, I'm getting to know the fan base every day and, you know, people interacting with people on social media and just, uh, you know, I just feel like, you know, this year is going to be a really good year for me and the team. And, you know, we can definitely do something pretty special, you know, hopefully uh, come September. And I'm I'm really I'm really just excited to start. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's really coming across. I think, you know, even in our messages before this, you seem to just be chomping at the bit ready to to get here and get going um so, so that's really nice to see um i saw you, you've signed up to play in australia over summer um it's still still going on can you tell me a little bit more about the perth thunder uh yeah uh, well 
that's that's very very recent so i'm still in canada today and later tonight my flight uh leaves to go to perth so i will be heading there to go play some summer hockey get ready for the season uh you know definitely uh you know have a new experience and honestly just uh just really looking forward to uh you know playing some some hockey again to be honest in some games and uh just to get me ready for the next upcoming season so i'm pretty excited about that i can't say much right now because i am currently not there but I'm leaving today, and I could uh, definitely uh, give you more if you want to know more. <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, I mean, I was just sort of surprised to see it because you know a lot of players are kind of seem to be winding down, having a bit of a rest, um, kind of traveling, and there you are, kind of squeezing in every bit of hockey you can. <laughs> so, oh, um, definitely, I love I I love the game. I honestly, uh, when I'm away for you know I don't know two months three months a month and a half i'm just like oh like you know a good a good holiday is good like you know a week and a half and then i'm just like okay <laughs> we need to get back to work here <laughs> <laughs> um, with you playing in so many different places uh, i suppose what's that like in different leagues kind of the experience of um i, I guess i'm thinking more play style and, and sort of adapting to that what's that been like sort of is there much difference um yeah no definitely there is there is much difference because i know in france when i was playing in france you know it was such a skill game you know not too much hitting it's it's very 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 finesse and then the refing wasn't the greatest so you can't really hit anybody there but and then when i was in hungary and romania it was uh it was really really good hockey i'd say it was probably the closest thing to the EIHL, I would say, compared to North America's style, because, you know, that was uh, definitely more physical than I thought it was going to be. Mm. And, um, you know, the skill was definitely there and all those aspects. But, you know, what I've been hearing is, you know, about England is that it's really, really close to the East Coast Hockey League as, you know, skill-wise and toughness and grit and everything, all the aspects that, you know, make a hockey player it's not really the typical north north uh, or european league so i'm mm. um, uh, i'm you know i'm very excited to uh play that style of game again and you know get gritty and get in people's faces and then you know get points and you know just have a good time <laughs> basically have a good time like we used to uh like i used to do over here yeah um I mean, that kind of leaks into sort of my next question about your your style then as a player, because I think one of the things that, um, you know, I've spoken about with a couple of the other players and, and it seems to be going around in our fan forums is around um, toughness. You know, we, 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 we had the injury bug last season because we didn't really have a great deal of kind of, um, you know, kind of people sort of stepping up to the line. We had a bit um, in terms of your involvement in that style of play kind of finishing checks um you know defending sort of teammates what what you like on that side of things um you know i'm uh, i'm definitely i'm not gonna go out of my way looking for it but if it's if it's there and the opportunity is there i'm always gonna you know defend my teammates no matter what and you know my my parents and my dad always says if if you don't do it you know no one else will do it or no one else will 
lead by or follow you in examples. So, you know, don't ask anybody to do something you won't do. So, I'm, um, you know, if it's there, the opportunity is there. Hey, you know, I'm going to stand up for my teammates or I'm going to get physical or I'm going to do whatever it takes, you know, to help the team win, basically. And and your style more than as a D man, I guess. What what we what should we expect from you? Um, definitely a, a two way defenseman, like someone who can be very very good defensively and shut guys down. But uh, the way I play is, you know, I can jump into the rush too as well, or I can lead the rush and you know make something happen offensively as well. Because uh, you know. Nowadays, when you look at the NHL or you look at the best European leagues, it's, you know, defensemen that are both ways that are getting the job done, that are good defensively and, you know, can contribute offensively as well. Yeah, I suppose I, I think I read somewhere or, or maybe heard it that you originally started out as a forward. What, what made you switch to D? Uh, I started as a forward uh, when I was very, very young. And I think it was... I think I was like probably eight years or nine years old, and someone's like, "Oh, we we uh, we lost a demon. We need a demon back there." And then I went back there, and then never looked back. And I just honestly, for me, I just see the game way better from back there, and and can uh, definitely read the play. So before I was playing hockey, I was playing soccer, and I was a midfielder. So okay. it was it's basically like the same thing for me, like just seeing the field, making plays, or uh you know tackling people or doing this or doing that like so that's that's my reasons why it was better for me okay yeah yeah um so i suppose over your career so far then what what do you think's been your highlight my highlight uh, tough question (laughs) that is that is a very tough question uh honestly um you know, last year was probably uh, a pretty good highlight. Is just playing with so many North American guys in uh, in Romania and having the run we had, going to uh, semifinals in Game Seven and overtime, and having that group, uh, knowing that we'll never, you know, play again, but like just still being in contact with them and you know knowing what we could have done if we didn't hit that post, you know, or. <laughs> Or if that happened, uh, that was honestly, that was pretty special. And it was a special group. And uh, that was pretty the highlight so far. But there's definitely more to be made. Yeah, good, good. I suppose slightly on the other side of that, then, you know, I've seen um, your Hockey is Diversity interview. And, you know, I'm aware that you, you know, there's some incidents in your time in France where you suffered, you know, racism, um, both from sort of fans and players. What's it been like growing up as a professional hockey player as a black man? Um, honestly, it's you know, no matter no matter where you go as a person, you know, of color or you know, you have some ethnic background or you know, there's always gonna be those those prejudices no matter what mm-hmm. where you go, you know, people are just the way people are, you know, you can't control what people think or what they do. So, you know, for for me, it's just, you know, focusing on the task at hand, you know, never worry about what someone else is going to say or, or do, or, you know, because once you start thinking like that, then, you know, it just starts affecting your life in general and you can't be the person you want to be. So 
for me, it's just, you know, be who you are, be true to yourself and uh, obviously stand up for what you believe in. But, um, you know, just uh, basically you can't, you can't just worry. You can't worry about what other people are going to say. They're going to say it no matter what. So, you know, focus on the task at hand and what you need to do. And that will, uh, that will help you and stay on the straight path instead of, you know, getting wayward and getting off the path and listening to what people say on social media or this or that. So, you know, it's, it's honestly just a mindset basically. Sure. Um, so it sounds though it didn't uh when you're looking for sort of where you want to move in your next sort of teams and, and sort of how you, you go about your career, that doesn't play a factor in terms of um researching location. You feel like you you're happy sort of just going where as and where? Um, yeah, no, definitely I do my research for sure. Um you know, especially <laughs> last year was uh was definitely eye opening because uh the diversity in Romania is not the greatest no you know just in general in the whole country so you know definitely it was eye-opening to people but um you know just the way i am as a person and how i reset people and how i talk to the fans and everything there it was it was honestly it was amazing experience and you know i think it's it's just the way you carry yourself and you do things and if you know people are going to be receptive to it. People aren't going to be receptive to it. And people are going to have, you know, their ideas about whatever, you know, they think of you. So, you know, just like I said before, just be true to yourself and uh, everything will be great. Yeah. Um, one of the things I was looking at before we, we, we came to talk today was, you know, there seems, I mean, even when I look at it, it's kind of appallingly low. In terms of diversity, it seems like this year all the teams in the elite league have signed more players. And I've worked out at the minute, at the minute, it's still sitting under sort of two percent diversity. It's it's tiny. Yeah. Um, which you know is sad considering that's the increase. Um, do you think there's anything that leagues could be doing to encourage that? Um uh yeah, no, definitely. I, I think there's there's always something that can be done, you know. I think it's just more recognition. Um more you know maybe spotlighting some players of color within the league and you know letting people know like even the north american guys i know a lot of guys that are you know scared to come over or experience certain things just because of what they've heard or seen or whatever happened basically and you know you know just spotlighting some of those players of color or diversity it would definitely help you know spark interest of a lot of people coming to the league and you know open up a lot of more eyes because especially in Canada here it's it's crazy the diversity within the game because you know I train kids and it's literally all backgrounds what I'm training now and the kids are so good so it's like it's like it's literally like uh it's like wow what's gonna happen in you know five six seven years eight years you know yeah. You know, so def there definitely will be change. I'd I'd say. Yeah, because I was thinking about from that that grassroots, that ground up kind of approach of, you know, bringing um diversity in through through children learning to play. And I suppose, um, you know, ice hockey definitely doesn't have the recognition in in the UK that it should. And and I think a lot of kids gravitate to other sports like football and and soccer over here. Um, 
do you think there's any barriers that are getting in the way of it? Because one of the things I was thinking about was, you know, there's a high link um, within the research between poverty and, and BME families and is hockey's a, an expensive hobby. Um, so do you think there are other barriers we need to be thinking about? Um, definitely. There's, there's, uh, there's barriers. I think when you look at this game everywhere in the world, when you look at it and, uh, you know, the expense is the biggest thing, you know, you know, for football, you can just get a ball and yeah. some cleats and, and some tugs and be, you know, you can go play and, but hockey, you have the skates, you have the elbow pads, you have all the equipment that comes with it. And, you know, I definitely, I see this happening. Uh, what I've learned from Europe so far is, you know, I see in, you know, Sweden and other countries that they have like a definitely like uh, within the club, say, uh, hand-me-down system where they have old gear and that they just pass down to, you know, new players come into the system or new families within the the area that you know are interested in playing hockey and you know i think that would definitely benefit uh a lot of people you know cutting the cost down because equipment mm-hmm. is a big big deal like mm-hmm. within the sport so that would be definitely a start and i know in canada we don't do that but um you know there's secondhand stores and there's other things but it's just honestly it's just you know, the cost of equipment, uh, the skates, the sticks, the everything, you know, I think, you know, if you're already getting into hockey, you know, you know what ice time is like and the availability and, you know, it's going to be harder, but definitely uh, I think that's a good start was with the equipment. So once the equipment's there, you know, it definitely, you know, force the parent's hand or do some something or something to, uh, you know, help, you know, grassroots hockey and younger people or ethnic people or whatever get into the game. Definitely. So, yeah. So I suppose if anyone from the Manchester Storm Academy is listening, that's a, a really good idea. I like that hand-me-down kind of system to to get new people in. Because, um, yeah, it's difficult, isn't it, If you, even just trying out because you don't want to buy all the gear just to, to try it and then have your kid not want it. So, you know, families can't put that through with a... Um, you know, from, from all backgrounds, let alone kind of people that are struggling and, and BME backgrounds. So um, I really like that idea. I think that's, that's a good one. <laughs> really good. Yeah, no, definitely. I have so much gear at my house here. It's, uh, it's crazy, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. Um, and so I suppose with you coming over, you know, it, again, for us, it's, it's a, it's a good chance with that diversity to, to provide role models. Um, growing up, um, did you have did you I don't know if you kind of acknowledged it when you were young but did you have uh role models within hockey that that were from a black background was there people that you looked up to um no yeah definitely like there's uh so my trainer here in Toronto is uh Daryl Levy he's you know amazing you know he really really showed me the ropes uh he was he never you know played a really really high level professional but like he had what it takes and you know his training and work ethic and everything was incredible and really you know showed me the way how to train properly how to eat properly how to do this how to do that from a pretty young age which was amazing and then obviously another player within like the GTA Toronto area uh who was really you know big was uh pk suban you know 
looking at him as, you know, a young player was like, oh, you know, hopefully one day I can do what he's doing and, you know, try to imitate or do certain things. And, you know, what he was doing at the the junior and then the pro level was, you know, inspiring to actually watch and, and see and do and uh, Wayne Simmons and mm-hmm. Smith Pelly and like there's uh, a number of guys that are just in the GTA area. They probably don't play anymore, but like uh, when I was coming up and I was skiing with those guys, it was really, really something special to uh, to watch and you know to learn things from and just be a sponge, basically. Yeah, yeah, definitely good stuff. Um, so I suppose moving away from from that slightly then, um, and thinking about kind of your i suppose you um and, and sort of your lifestyle so i saw in that interview with aiden that you studied communications at university um what got yeah. you into that um honestly i i did psychology first and i was like this is terrible <laughs> basically <laughs> and then uh i started i started doing communications and i was like this is something i could really you know see myself doing in the future and honestly it's uh I think it's a fantastic, uh, you know, study to do or to partake in school because everything we're doing, you know, nowadays, everything we do is about communications, technology, how the world works, how people think, how, you know, we can get this person to target this media and Mm -hmm. bring them into this type of, you know, culture or this or that or, you know, there's so much you can do from it and it just interests me and you know for especially from a sports perspective or a a business perspective it's just like it's so helpful and it can it can literally change an organization or change a a company or there's so much you can do and people take it for for granted sometimes so so so, i mean it sounds really interesting and i think i'm kind of understanding what what it is i suppose where would you see yourself or what, what would you want to be doing within that world post-hockey life? Post-hockey life, uh, honestly, I would love to be, you know, working with a team, uh, you know, probably, you know, probably bringing more diversity into to the game of hockey or, or um, focus on target audiences or expanding the game, you know, different places. You know, I would always love to do something with the game and the, you know, degree I have. And, uh, yeah, that's that's what I see myself doing. I, I just love I love sports in general. So anything to do with sports and, you know, uh, doing data, data analysis and, you know, reaching different groups and bringing in new people to the game or whatever game it is, it's, I know I'd, I'd help in some way. Yeah, that's really interesting. That's really interesting. Are you dabbling with any of that at the moment, or is um I don't know if you sort of work outside of hockey. Um, um no, not at all right now. Honestly, I I do a little bit for my uh my dad's company. That's about it. But other than that, uh, because I'm away so much, I just try to uh, spend as much time with family and and people from home. I don't really see as much, so it's uh. It's definitely hard if I if I wanted to do it, I wouldn't have the time to see those people and and I know uh you know, people are getting older, my parents are getting older, a lot of people are, you know, life is moving on or moving quickly for them. So 
yeah. just try to spend as much time as I can uh, with those people. Yeah, I get that. So, so you kind of answered a little bit of my next question, I suppose, outside of hockey, you know, what sort of hobbies do you do? What do you spend your time doing? Uh, hanging out with friends in the summer, golf a lot, um, tennis, and uh, hanging by the lake. That's about it. That's about it. Nothing, there's nothing too much going on here, honestly. A lot of, a lot of tennis matches for money. And a lot of golf, uh, a golf for money. Still, yeah. Uh, I got absolutely killed uh, yesterday on the golf course. So, <laughs> take a little break from that for a while. So. <laughs> um, I think you'll be in good company because I think uh, uh, Captain Critch, who was announced yesterday, he's a big golfer, uh, and there seems to be a, a oh, really awesome. popular kind of uh, sport amongst. Uh, you guys love hitting uh, objects with sticks, so um, <laughs> I think you'll be in good company, and hopefully, I hope so. I can't, I can't wait to meet the guy. Honestly, I've heard nothing but good things, and if he's a golfer, I cannot wait. I cannot wait. <laughs> um, so, uh, kind of winding down, then. So, one of the last questions that, that people keep getting me to ask. Um, so there's a, a hockey podcast called Two Ales and uh, Tales with Wally, and he he interviews players. He was a, an ex-Cardiff player, um, and now he's back in Canada coaching. And he started a craze with Captain Critch, uh, where if Manchester Storm win, uh, we chuck chocolate bars on the ice for the players. And people really like personalising them for the players, whether that's with notes or, or importing their favourite stuff. So... What should people go out and get for you for that big first storm win? <laughs> uh, I don't know. To be honest, like I'm, uh, uh, I I couldn't tell you honestly. I'm, uh, I'm, uh, I'm very very easy going. So <laughs> whatever, whatever I try, whatever I've tried a bunch of different candies. Whatever is local is good for me. Okay, so so rather than getting your favorite, maybe it's a, uh, sort of a, a tasting menu for you is what we need. No, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> some oh, sort of this, some of that. Yeah, <laughs> that sounds good. That sounds good. Um, awesome. Well, that's everything from me, CJ. I mean, it's been really nice to get to know you. I'm really excited to kind of see you on the ice and kind of, uh, witness your play and and hopefully um you know influencing the wider scene in the background of kind of you know bringing more diversity into our league um yeah i'm super excited to see that um i hope you have a really safe summer please don't get injured in perth (laughs) and uh... (laughs) yeah that's uh that's a big thing on my uh on my list anything i see that's gonna be a little bit of dodgy i'm i'm out of there i'm like uh not getting involved or this or that i'm just just working on my skills, getting ready for Manchester. That's about it. Sounds good. Well, uh, try and get some rest in somewhere, but we, we look forward to seeing you in the storm shelter and take care. All right. Take care. Cheers. Cheers. You've been listening to Eye of the Manchester Storm. It's our passion to give Manchester Storm fans weekly updates about their ice hockey team in the UK. 
from player signings and departures to club news to match reports and news from around the elite league. We hope you've enjoyed it. If you did, make sure to like, rate, and review. We'll be back soon. But in the meantime, hit us up on the website at www.eyeofthemanchesterstorm.co.uk. Find us on Facebook at Eye of the Manchester Storm and on Twitter at Eye of M-A-N-C Storm. Thanks so much for being here, and we'll see you next time on Eye of the Manchester Storm. (laughs) 